So here we are, UFC 271 <clears throat> in the books, just wrapped up a few moments ago from the Honda Center in, I was going to say Dallas, Texas, that would be blasphemous. Houston, Texas was the site for UFC 271. Israel Adesanya is still your uh, UFC middleweight champion as he comes away with a unanimous decision victory. 48-47 on two scorecards, 49-46 on one of them. And I thought this would be... Um, I thought this would be a bit of a different fight, and I, I was actually quite intrigued by the, the fight that we ended up getting from, from Robert Whitaker. And you heard a lot coming in about how he was going to be more patient and how this was going to be a lot different from their first fight. And the problem that Whitaker ran into in this bout, and again, extremely close fight, extremely, extremely, extremely close fight. But the problem Whitaker kept running into, there was some kind of like, mental battle that was going on in his head because the way that he got caught in the last fight was he came charging in Adesanya with his elite movement is able to sidestep it counter right and put a, a close to the night but the only way Adesanya was having any kind of success was when he would explode in and land a couple of shots. And so there was this kind of mental warfare going on in his head where he was charging in and trying to be effective while landing some of those strikes, but also knew that, hey, this is, when I did this last time, it ended very poorly and hurt a lot. So I, I thought that was a, an interesting thing. But credit to Robert Whitaker, because he looked like a beaten man after round one. The leg was chewed up. He just looked sad. Like Derek Brunson in the, uh, I guess, Coco main event in the, the middleweight fight against Jared Cannonier, he kind of had a, oh shit, I don't have anything left moment. And you could see the kind of that look on his face. This was a different one from Whitaker. This was a, huh, not only am I fucked, but this is the second time I fought this guy. And if I'm fucked in this fight, then I'm super fucked career-wise. And I don't know where I'm going to go from here. As it is, you could see that face on the end, uh, at the end of the show when he was... Um, meeting with Daniel Cormier after but credit to him for being able to bounce back from that his leg is chewed up he's getting just beaten to hell and he gets dropped in the first round and he's able to come back and put on a, a very I, I thought impressive performance in that last little bit every round was very close the the first round I thought was clearly Israel Adesanya's he drops him again at the end you, you have Robert Whitaker much more aggressive in the third round and he was able or sorry in the fifth round and he was able to come away I thought convincingly with that one and it was just how did you handle those middle rounds I had the second round for Whitaker but I had one three and four for Israel Adesanya three to two ends up being enough on the judges scorecards so for the, the performance from the champion Israel Adesanya I thought at times a bit too cautious and that that's that is sometimes going to happen when you have someone who has as elite a counter striker as Israel Adesanya is. He he is someone who like that his his bread and butter is when someone is coming at him, he's able to ba 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 and is able to, to counter in those ways. Once he started having success with the counter strikes, it felt like he was waiting for those. And it seemed like he knew, okay, this guy's going to come charging in. That's going to be where my offense comes from. But there was a lot of sit and wait from Robert Whitaker. And that's what made these rounds so close. And what honestly what made these rounds so interesting. I, I thought we could have had a little bit more of the spamming of the leg kicks, especially as that leg was starting to get a little bit more chewed up. But 
one thing they kept mentioning on the broadcast and something I thought that uh, Adesanya could have taken advantage from. And I'm we're, we're definitely nitpicking in this because Adesanya just looked phenomenal um, for a, a lot of this fight. And I, I feel like I'm being overly critical. I'm not. He was great. But Whitaker was always coming in. And when he was charging in, he was doing so with a double jab. Like that that was always how he was going about things. And DC did a good job on the, the commentary of bringing up like the, the reason, the reason that it is, or the reason that he was doing that is because if he throws that right, that opens him up to the counter shot that put him to sleep in the last one. And so he was entering in predictably, but it was in a way that didn't necessarily mesh without Asanya's strengths. And so that, there was a bit of an advantage there. But I thought there could have been more adjusting to that from Adesanya. Otherwise, his takedown defense was great. His sense of distance is always, like, it's it's the second best I've ever seen in the octagon next to George St. Or, uh, sorry, next to, to John Jones, who always had phenomenal distance control and just... Just every fight John Jones was in took place basically in every in the area that John Jones always wanted it to be. There's obviously exceptions to that, especially late in his career. But I thought Adesanya's uh, distance control was great. His straight punches are always phenomenal, and his kicks, the leg kick investment worked. I thought it was interesting that he was going to the body a little bit more. One little thing, and look, here's me critiquing the the best striker on the planet. I thought there was an opportunity when. Whitaker was clearly beat up in those middle rounds, and he would faint with the leg kick, and Whitaker would exaggerate bringing that leg up to, to check that. And then he was starting to work the, the body a little bit, and Whitaker, I thought, was kind of overcompensating covering up the body. So maybe a couple of openings there, but overall, again, Israel Adesanya, phenomenal, phenomenal performance, and really solidifying himself as one of the best fighters on planet Earth right now. For Robert Whitaker, it just it comes up just a little bit short. And the the issue that he had in this bout is that every time he charged in and had one of those exchanges, and every time he would have a bit of success, Adesanya would either counter it or he would land something quickly thereafter that would kind of make the exchange always go Adesanya's way. So Whitaker w- was doing well. It was just Adesanya was doing just a touch better every time. Like, it was much like the scorecards on this night. Each exchange was like 3-2 Adesanya, 3-2 Adesanya, 3-2 Adesanya. And that that just starts to build. I even said on my notes after the second round, Whitaker won this round, but Adesanya still feels like he was in control. And that was, I, I felt one of the keys to this fight is that um, aside from the moment where Whitaker took Adesanya's back and was looking for a choke, this never felt like a fight that was getting out of hand for Adesanya. He always felt like he had two hands on the wheel and was in control of of how this fight was going. And it's a tough one now for Whitaker because we've already seen him make the move in weight. He's been phenomenal at middleweight. He is a middleweight champion. And I, I think he is firmly the second best fighter in this division right now. And it's it's difficult because, like, maybe you can sell a third fight because this one was so close. But he's kind of, and it's, I think, because you're going to get a lot of comparisons to Israel Adesanya and Anderson Silva, it's a little bit similar to Rich Franklin back in the day. And that that's, uh, I'm sure there are more um, more topical uh, examples, more timely, that's the word I'm looking for, timely examples that, that I could bring up uh, for, for this particular moment in time. But it does feel like he's in that Rich Franklin spot where you are better than everyone else below you and there's only one guy ahead of you, but you can't seem to find an answer for that one guy and that fight is not a marketable one. So Whitaker, 
like he, he's not big enough that moving up to 205 pounds makes a whole lot of sense. If Adesanya is not big enough at 205 pounds, Robert Whitaker most certainly wouldn't be big enough at 205 pounds. And moving down to 170, that has to be a difficult weight cut. And waiting down there is Kamaru Usman. That would be a fun fight. Don't get me wrong. But he's in this weird limbo spot right now. And there's not... There's not enough talent at 185 pounds where, like, super fights at middleweight doesn't really get anyone really all hot and bothered. So it's it's a difficult spot that Whitaker can be in, and I think you saw that on his face after the, the fight was done and after... Um, after the announcement was made that it, the the champion retains, once Buffer said, and still, you could see the, well, what am I going to do now? Look on, on Winokur's face. As far as what's next for the champion, Jared Cannonier making a, hello, um, Jared Cannonier making a real, um, a real case to be the number one contender. Adesanya kind of calls him out in the octagon after. That was a weird fight. We're kind of bouncing around a little bit. Um, but that was like Brunson seemed out of control. Then he gets a couple of takedowns and then he's in control. And then all of a sudden in the second round, he gets a takedown, gets up and just looks like an entirely different person. Like just had no legs underneath him. Any striking technique he had ever learned in his life was just gone. And Jared Cannonier, he would land a shot and then eat one. And oh, well, that wasn't so bad. What if I pop pop and eats another one? Oh, Oh, I have this now. And you could see that confidence just continue to grow, continue to grow. And then eventually the elbow sends uh, Brunson into another dimension and the fight is over and Cannoneer is the new number one contender at middleweight. I, I don't see Cannoneer being someone who can have a whole lot of success against Israel Adesanya. I think Adesanya will be able to keep that distance and basically just do what Adesanya does to get a win. But Cannoneer, because of the power he possesses, will certainly be a live dog in that fight. For Brunson, it sucks, man, because he was doing so well, but it's just, his striking has come a long way, but when they're comparing your striking to Roxanne Modafari on the broadcast, you had a problem, and at 37 years old, I just, I don't know if he's going to be able to work back to a point where he is a viable contender against a guy who has already beat him up once. So, do you put him in there against Robert Whitaker and really just seal the deal on that one? Or where does Derek Brunson go from here, I think, is interesting. Uh, we are breaking down here UFC 271 for uh, the person who calls back to my old radio days with the what's happening. The uh, literal answer to that is a breakdown of a pretty fun night of fights at UFC 271 while playing a, a 2064 video game. Um, in the co-main event, Tai Ivasa with the biggest win of his career by a ton with a uh, knockout win over Derek Lewis, the finish coming in the second round. Tai Ivasa apparently his head is made out of concrete because Derek Lewis landed some punches in that fight that would have knocked out 99.99% of not only the human population currently, but of human population of all time and most animals. And to Ivasa, not only, I mean, I'm sure it sucked. I probably, like, he, he's probably not, oh man, can't wait to do that again. Um, but not only does he not get blasted into the universe with those punches, he gets up and exchanges with the man like a goddamn psychopath. And in one of those striking exchanges, in the second round, he ends up clipping Derek Lewis. And you can see Lewis is kind of, oh, oh, there's a bit of a wobble here. And then Tui Vasa lands an elbow 
from the heavens that knocks out Derek Lewis and sends Tuivasa into another stratosphere in the UFC's heavyweight division. I am endlessly fascinated by this guy. He has the personality that you just fall in love with. This is going to be a weird thing for me to say about him. Um, he's kind of cute. Like he's just, he's just fun. Um, and you just, you, like, you just, you want to, you want to hang out with him. I, I, I would never do a shoey. I, I mean, my feet are disgusting. So, and, and I, I know some people are into it, but, um, my, I, most feet are disgusting. So yeah, shoeys aren't my thing, but I feel like I just want to hang out with the guy. He is not as is being asked in the chat right now, uh, for people who are listening on podcasts later. Um, he, he is not on the level of Nganu or, or gone yet. He is, he's just, he's not, um, beating Derek Lewis is a good win. It, it's a great win. Like again, biggest win of his career. And I do think that since he had those back-to-back losses a few years ago, Tuivasa's game has certainly improved, but this was not a, a fight where you saw an overly dynamic performance from Tai Tuivasa. It was a, I can get, punched in the head longer than you can get punched in the head, and then I elbowed you in the head, and you went bye-bye. If you get play that game against Francis Ngannou, then you're, there are black spots in your memory after that. Like, the, the, he, he just, that, that is not a game you can play. And technically, Cyril Gaon, I think, eats him alive. So he is not on the level of those guys yet. We are seeing some pretty vast improvements over the last couple of years from Tai Tuivasa, and he's always going to have a lot of power and a great chin. And that, that, I mean, a lot of people have made a lot of money north of 207 pounds in the heavyweight division with that exact thing. So up next for him, if they put him in there against Stipe, I wouldn't hate that. Um, I mean, just like name, a, name another top five heavyweight. I, I have no problem with Taito Ivasa getting that. He, he is certainly deserving of a seat at that table. But he still, yeah, no, he still has a long way to go before he's at Francis Ngannou's level or before he is at a, a Cyril Ghosn level. No, that that's that's certainly not where he is at um, in his fight journey. But he's working his way there. Like this is definitely the biggest win of his career and the improvements he's made over the last couple of years. It's it's impressive, and you you always appreciate seeing when those types of things happen. Um, I'm just trying to see. Because we had a couple fighters calling for bonuses tonight. I'm trying to see if we got the bonuses. Fight of the night, Andrade against uh, Morozov. That was a battle. That was such a fun fight. With uh, Andrade eventually getting the submission win. Morozov's technique was phenomenal. For every bit of the fight until he was losing. And then... He starts to slip a little bit, and Andrade just catches him. And I thought Andrade made a, a massive technical or a tactical error in that fight where he stopped the ground and pound and then went for the choke. And now we have an all-time meme where he choked Buddy and his eyes rolled back into his head. He, I, I'm assuming he is okay. He seemed okay in the cage after, but that was a, a crazy fight. So happy they get the, uh, the the fight of the night bonus. Your performance of the night goes to Cannoneer and to Ivasa, who we just covered thereabouts. Uh, a Bit of a shitty one for Hanato Moicano, who stated that it's, um, he just, he needs money. And this is, again, something we talked about after the Nganu fight, fighter pay. It just is uncomfortable when you have a company making $5 billion and the guys in there are like, I need to eat. Can y'all, I, I need to pay taxes. Can y'all give me some money for uh, the bonus? And we've heard about discretionary bonuses for a long time in the UFC and Dana with a, 
cough, cough, here's an envelope under the table, go have yourself a good night and a steak dinner on me. Um, but there needs to be more of that officially from the Ultimate Fighting Championship. But Moicano, a great performance against Hernandez, and I thought just tremendous finishing instincts, like very, very Shogun Hua, where you have um, Hernandez in a bit of trouble, but not like, not so noticeably like, oh shit, this guy is done. But Moicano, it seemed like he just noticed that there was a little bit less resistance coming his way. It's like, oh, well, I could end this. And instead of a two-punch combo, it was a seven-punch combo, and then it was a choke, and then it was over. Um, a, a very, very impressive performance from Hanato Moicano. One last one here before we get into just the playing video games and the question and answer portion of the program. Um, congratulations on a great career to Roxanne Matafari. Uh, she goes out on her shield getting punched to high holy hell in a unanimous or a split decision loss on one of the weirdest cards you will ever see against King Casey O'Neill. She a very uh, like she was a fighter who the sport should have passed her by and it just didn't. Like it didn't matter that people were evolving past just being specialists and it, it's funny because we've now evolved to the point where the specialists have just become specialer in their specialty and specialists are kind of making a comeback. But at the point where Montefiore is really making her rise, just being a grappler was not enough. And her striking was so awkward and it just, it didn't matter. She's able to get a title um, opportunity with that. And it, it was never the prettiest and it was never a, a real grind, but, or never a, a spectacular showing. It was always a grind and it was always just the heart and determination of the happy warrior. So congratulations to Roxanne Matafari and a big win for Casey O'Neill. I am, there's a few fighters on this and I'll get to it a little bit more in the podcast this week. Uh, but there's a bunch of fighters on here who I just, I want to see more from. I, I was really impressed with a few fighters on this card. And so hopefully, um, hopefully this is something a few of these fighters can build off of. So this was a, this was a, a fun night, I thought, from the Ultimate Fighting Championship. <laughs>